Good evening and welcome to episode 84 of Two Minutes for Chatting. And this week we've actually got some fun and exciting hockey news to cover with uh, the prospect of games on the horizon, albeit not clan, so not as good as it could have been, but uh, an Elite League mini-series, which sounds quite a lot of fun, I think. Sounds tasty. Um, in a way, I'm actually kind of... I'm glad we've got rid of all the others. Do you know what I mean? Everybody else that we've had on. Yeah, they're clueless. It's back to the... We're back to talking about hockey. It feels it feels like it should be to get rid of everybody and everybody who's requested to be on. You'll come on when we tell you to come on. <laughs> but no, it's uh, quite quite excited for some hockey action. There was a news released recently of the 2021 Elite Series, which is basically a, a round robin tournament involving. Sheffield, Nottingham, uh, Coventry and Manchester and it's essentially a kind of preparation for mainly I think the GB players to get some action ahead of the World Championships um, and but there will be imports as well so could see some good stuff and we could see some not so good stuff given how long it took these guys to it will take them to actually get on the ice we're talking over a year for a lot of them yeah, there's there's so many players as well that haven't haven't played for at least twelve months um, by the time it starts. So that'll be it'll be interesting to see what what their fitness levels are like and um, yeah, just I mean anyway, it's just great to have some kind of hockey back. And I know like I know the NHL's on and all that, but who cares? Yeah, closer to home, yeah. And with players and teams that you know, um, so it's it's starting in twenty uh, ninth of March is when the training camp begins, and then there are games uh, between the third of April and the twenty fifth, and they're actually doing a, a best of three final, I think. Although the semis are still two leg aggregates, but I mean best of three that that'll never catch on. No, why would you do that? Uh, but the, the, the best bit, I think, of it was the the recent draft, um, mm. which was, for the Elite League, I think, pretty well done. Uh, and most people seem to agree on that from what I've, what I've seen and read, uh, where the four coaches were ordered to pick, ranked by, I think, points per points per game, average points per game last season. Right. Uh, and so they each picked seven players from a list of essentially Brit players or those who qualified as Brits. Uh, and so you ended up with some, some quite interesting guys at teams who they've not played for before or they have a some kind of rivalry with uh, and some surprises in there as well. With Manchester giving up their number one pick to Nottingham, who uh, snapped up Ben Bounds. An unsurprising first pick, but uh, quite just the whole draft thing I thought was quite kind of cool for this league. <laughs> We're not used to that <laughs> level of excitement. Yeah, definitely. It's something, something fresh and um, definitely added, added to the the value and, and sort of got probably a lot of fans excited about what what's to come. Uh, yeah, talking talking about the the draft specifically, Manchester Manchester giving up that first pick. I don't, I'm questioning that. Well, he's obviously uh, decided that. He knows what he's doing with his goal. T- I mean, you'd expect probably Bounce to have gone first, but Finnerty must know what he's doing with his goaltenders. And also, Nottingham maybe thought uh, getting Bounce, and they also have Jackson Whistle. So two, two GB goaltenders, I, I predict there might be a wee, 
swap deal coming up, but that's a good position to be in because Bounds is definitely your top keeper. Uh, but Manchester might argue that they got, uh, they did well with picking up like Ben Lake second uh, and then a number of pretty good uh, players and a few of, of which obviously belong to the clan that we're familiar with. Yeah. Um, again, though, just uh, Ben Lake, Ben Lake taking second over uh, Mike Hammond, who went third to Coventry. I was a bit surprised by that. I, th- I thought maybe Ferrari would have went with Hammond, given that he'd previously coached him. Um, so it was maybe a wee bit not a shocker, but like. Just a bit surprised, given how the rest of the draft went for Finity in particular. Yeah, they did, I think, though, mention that Hammond was still involved in playoffs and might not be available for that many games. Uh, ah, right, OK. So I think he's playing in Denmark at the moment. Uh, mm-hmm. But Danny Stewart said that, OK, we'll, we'll take that risk because if he does become available, then he's a then he's a top player. Obviously, the other thing to mention is that each team uh, had five five players on a, prote- on a protected list. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were fairly predictable. I mean, Sheffield have a lot of str- good players, as we know, but David Phillips, Brendan Connolly, Robert Dowd, Liam Kirk and Jonathan Phillips. Uh, that's a that's a good five right there. I think Connolly's possibly still playing in East Coast. Dowd maybe in Italy, uh, but Liam Kirk's back. You know, obviously we know mm-hmm. his potential. So uh, strong strong selection there. Coventry with likes of Luke Ferrara who had a, a great season. Uh, Zach Sullivan, Dallas Earhart, and Manchester, um, and then Kieran Long. Kieran Long, Manchester as well. Yeah. If you, if you can find form again. From a yeah, I mean, he was, he was a top player for them and then didn't quite uh, do as well as a Belfast, wasn't it, he went to? Yeah. Um, but some of these guys actually kind of snuck under the radar. I didn't know that a few of them had signed back. Like, Kieran Long, obviously, they'd agreed some deal with Manchester to have him back. Dallas Earhart's been consistent for a few years their captain um, mm-hmm. and like Nottingham with Perlini, Betteridge, Lakovitz and Whistle again so th- there are some some good players in there and I think it's an eight, eight import limit maybe that they're uh, allowed to bring in so they'll all depend on who's available I guess but hopefully you'll see some some quite good games and Guys who maybe wouldn't have had the prospect of playing this summer will, will jump across here and get some ice. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, we'll, again, we'll see what happens really with it. Um, it's all about, I mean, it's still kind of new, new for us as well and trying to get to grips with it and how it's going to look. And um, I guess the, well, the other, the other question um, that we'd sort of discussed was the potential for it to be streamed or shown on TV or we don't really know what's what's happening with that yet either. Yeah, they've, they've not announced that other than that it's all at Nottingham. Um, each team will play a few games a week. So what kind of things they offer, we've seen in the past with the playoffs, I think they've been on uh, Premier Sports. Obviously, there were the games that are on free sports throughout the season, um, so that you'd maybe expect something there, or like we'd said, possibly a, a pay-per-view package or a season pass type thing. Because I think just mm. having not seen any hockey for for over a year, people will want to see it, even if it's not your team. Um, you know, you look at uh, the clan players, there's 
Craig Peacock, Matt Haywood, Matt Cowlett, Jack Musil, Liam Stenton are all all going to be playing. Um, obviously, they're fans' favourites to differing degrees, I guess you could say, but you're still kind of excited to see how they get on. Um, so I, I think there will be, these games must be shown somehow. Um, mm-hmm. But as long as they produce a, a reasonable package, I think people will probably still pay for it if they're being asked to pay. Um, yeah. Um, I, like, I would definitely be something I would be interested in, just purely from a, from a clan perspective and having a look at these guys again and seeing what condition they're in and um yeah for you know for whatever kind of roster we're going to have next year um as well as just generally having having a look at all these other brick guys and um you know seeing if if anybody sort of sticks out and obviously that that'll be what pete russell's overall thoughts will be as well and um, obviously, trying to get together the a squad to take to Latvia for the um, for the worlds um, in May, I think that is. So at least they'll get these guys some ice time and uh, take it from there. Yeah, exactly. And the, it's been uh, decided that there's no promotion or relegation from the. I don't know if that's across all divisions. But certainly, obviously, with uh, mm-hmm. last year, it was that uh, game, the sort of winner-takes-all game that Ben Davis scored in against France that kept the GB team in the in the top division. So you wouldn't have that sort of uh, competition. But And again, depends on the availability of uh, NHL players and stuff. But you know you're still going to get uh, top players and um, it gets these these guys playing where they otherwise wouldn't be. You know, a lot of the imports will have ice available at home and wherever else, but it's it's more difficult other than playing at Queen's Park for, <laughs> for example, some of the clan <laughs> players. Uh, so yeah, it, it's it's a benefit to to everyone really. And again, with the taxi squad that they called it initially, um, it lets teams have a look at younger players uh, and gets them some game time for potential elite league careers. And some, to some extent, after that, uh, you know, like Jack Muzo was one of the names on there. Uh, mm-hmm. But Liam Stanton. Liam Stenton as well, who we were we've who, been impressed with. Yeah, I would say uh, arguably I'm I'm more looking forward to seeing him than um, Jack Muzzle. I've seen yeah. enough of Jack Muzzle. Yeah, I know. Uh, but so sorry, Jack. That's just I think it was Doucette had said that Fitzgerald recommended Liam Stenton to him. Um, so I think he'll do well, and uh, you know some of the other younger guys will get a a good chance. So we'll see. We'll see if if they can progress into more uh, more of a prominent role with their team next year if if it turns out that way, um, and if you know fingers crossed we actually get some kind of play next year. But it'll be good in the meantime, obviously assuming that COVID and um, allows things to go ahead and there's not any disruptions from that point of view, because they'll all need to be. I don't know how they're doing hotel arrangements and things, but I suspect it'll be a sort of bubble-type arrangement with players not being able to to do anything else other than play and train during that few weeks. Yeah, it's a it's a lot to ask for players as well, um, especially if they haven't played for over a year. Because um, I did see that, you know, obviously a, a few a few guys couldn't commit to doing that. Um, I think one of them was Craig Moore. I think he'd said on on Twitter that he couldn't he couldn't commit to to taking part in the in the elite series. So that's obviously disappointing from from his point of view as well. But um, but yeah, it's just 
as, as I said before, it's just it's good to have something there and um, hopefully we'll be able to see it at, for free or at a reasonable a reasonable yep. price. Yeah. Um, just looking through some of the picks um, for some other clan connections, Ben Davis, who obviously has worked under Finnerty, is is reunited with them at Manchester. Um, as well as we mentioned Mike Cammon not going to Manchester, but going to Coventry. Uh, who else have we got? Matt Cowlett, chosen by Coventry. Um, 19th overall. 19th overall, yeah. Uh, Which I thought, I thought that was too high, given some of the other names <laughs> that are underneath them. But, I mean, that, I don't know. That could be just... Yeah, I'd agree. I suppose it's just the way it, it kind of plays out sometimes. But uh, you can see talking about Manchester's goalies, they've got picked up Stephen Murphy at 20, 25th, um, mm. who who do a good job for them. And uh, like the likes of Craig Garrigan, a young young player at Dundee, getting a chance at Nottingham. Um, so it's good for... Good for those guys, but I agree there's some some picks in there that are uh, slightly surprising, but I guess I guess kind of funny. Um, but I, I suspect there'll be trades as well. They've said that the trades continue till the end of March, so it wouldn't surprise me if some of these guys switch around. But mm-hmm. uh, hopefully, yeah. from from Clan's point of view, they don't switch allegiances by the time the <laughs> actual season comes around yeah I mean I don't think that would be the case I think um, I think Matt Haywood had said something about it uh, on Twitter I'm sure saying that it was just a just a temporary thing uh, he's like clan for life or something like that I can't remember exactly <laughs> what it was but yeah. something like that um, I thought it was <laughs> I thought it was quite funny that Sheffield just Past at one point in the draft yeah. as well. It just yeah, <laughs> the but last then, round thing. They just just could be bothered. But then they've been made to pick someone. They've actually had <laughs> to make a, a pick. So uh, let's have a look. The name I'm not going to be able to pronounce. I don't think. But uh, Balant Padkodzi. A uh, Who's been playing in Swindon? He's uh, Hungarian, so they've obviously said well, you could pass at the time, but now nah, that you need somebody in there, so but it was it was funny, um, and just the way they were doing the picks and Danny Stewart being on mute and things like that. Uh, <laughs> it was there were some really elite league bits about it, but generally I thought it was good. Um, yeah, and. Did you see the bit where uh, Doucette got up and walked away from the seat <laughs> to go on the phone? <laughs> to go on the phone. Uh, yeah, that was, so it was, that all, was funny as well. Yeah, it was all quite funny. And obviously a couple of times where some of the picks were unexpected to the other coaches and they had to work around it. But I guess that's the point. And it yeah, that's kinda, that is kind of the point. So it makes you think... Yeah, will they will they bring in something like that in the future for each season? Uh, you know, maybe not for your all the all the the British players. I know you've got protected ones, but maybe for some of the youngsters, they'll bring in that kind of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. If certainly if there's a reduction to the number of imports that they know are going to play. Yeah, there's no guarantee that it's going to be. Each team's going to fill, uh, what is it, 14 import slots now? Something like that. So it might be that you've got more more of these guys, more of the GB players getting a chance, which would be kind of interesting. I suppose it levels the playing field a wee bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this tournament, you'll have Manchester thinking they've got equ- as, just as good a chance as Sheffield, whereas during a, a normal league, trying to compete with that budget is is not as easy. So, 
Yeah, I think that's, I guess that, that is an interesting point for um, going forward, whether that would be able to happen with regards to younger players being in this uh, draft kind of environment. I don't, I don't know. That depends on, on how many so good players are coming through, because obviously they need to be at, at some kind of standard to be um, to be drafted by by clubs. So it'll be interesting to see how it is. But if if the the sport in itself is going to continue to grow, then who knows further down the line whether that might happen. Yeah, yeah, it would be it would definitely be a, a quite a cool concept, I think. So just keep your eyes peeled on that. I'm sure they'll release inform- more information when they they know more. I mean, still at the moment, there's probably no guarantees it'll actually go ahead, but it's it's, uh, it's exciting to be talked about. So The Nottingham variant? Yeah, well, it might actually come from there, and then we'll get sh- the sport will get shut down completely. We'll never, never see any more action, so maybe make the most of it. Um, but, yeah, so other, other than the clan players, obviously, it's a shame that we can't have any of the teams from Scotland actually playing, but there was good news where they were announced as receiving some funding from Sports Scotland, I think it was. So uh, I'm not sure, obviously, of the f- specific financial situations of the, the teams up here, but that will definitely help get them through. And um, it's positive going forward into hopefully what we'll, we'll get a a real season starting in September or August, whenever it is. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Because um, what was it? Quarter a million pounds given to Scottish ice hockey teams, which included Murrayfield Racers, which I was a bit surprised at. Yeah, I, I don't like, know. I don't know. Like, did, did each team have to apply for it individually and it was just a case of uh, those were the ones who actively went out looking for it uh, potentially yeah potentially but yeah like you said talking about <clears throat> was it Solway and those kind of teams you'd thought maybe would would get something yeah maybe, maybe well, they are I don't know maybe it's could be part of our supposed affiliation with them Maybe there's a deal going on there. Uh, Potentially, yeah. I but you, that, so. but you don't be. know. Um, but that'll, that'll definitely make make a difference. Um, and Gareth Chalmers had a, an interview recently with, with the club and I think it was all fairly positive, although he always <laughs> generally is. Um, not, not too much given away. Um, just the main thing from it was that they're starting to look for a coach, which I thought they'd been doing for the past <laughs> year. I thought they'd been doing for the past year, but that was kind of emphasised that the search is properly beginning, looking for somebody to be in place by end of April, kind of early May. So I think <laughs> I think what he actually said was look, looking to get a coach in by Start of May, late May, early June at the latest, and then <laughs> and then later, and then after that he said, sort of late April, May or June. So basically, they're just trying to get a coach in this year at some point. <laughs> Essentially, but I, I don't know. Like I, I was, I I listened to it earlier and I was thinking like. I don't. I'm not sure what's different about this interview to any other interview that Gareth's done recently, because no, it's I... all it's all essentially the same stuff. He's you know positive, excited, looking forward to the future. <laughs> all of those buzzwords and yeah, silverware definitely, definitely around the corner. The the thing that another thing that stood out was that he mentioned a lot about that the coach really should have some kind of elite league experience 
and mm-hmm. sort of cited Andrew Lord, who obviously played for years, Adam Keefe, um, and then mentioned Aaron Fox at Sheffield, having who was in a, a general manager's role, I think, slash coach uh, in Zagreb, was it, and came in. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the thing that I think we learned possibly from Fitzy is he did have experience, but experience of the league doesn't automatically make... that. Is it that much of an advantage here? I know he sort of talked about, yeah, because the, the format is so different. But I'm not I'm not sure that argument is as important as, as he makes out. Like, a good coach... Yeah, that can get a team winning games is going to get a team winning games regardless of the fact that the league's the big the big thing I think I think you've got to get the best guy rather than the best guy who also has some experience yeah uh, that is absolutely spot on like genuinely from, from what he said um, looking at you know, candidates who have experience in the league was like the first thing he mentioned. And we've already been down that road. And it's not worked. So, I like, like you say, it's not, <clears throat> I don't think it'd be difficult to go and get someone from a decent European league uh, who knows about hockey in the UK, but also also knows like it's not difficult to pick up that aspect that the season's what matters. No. I don't think. No, it's not a like a a mis obviously it's just not the way most other leagues work. Uh, but you know, you've got things like this, the whole aggregate format and stuff, but you just you just adapt to it. I understand yeah. a lot of this is clearly got is is financial implications because especially now if you're looking at if you look at a non-covid situation probably where uh, the scenario that the season that got cancelled there we missed out on what was it five five home games or something was were missed mm-hmm. uh, so if this was last year and Fitz had still gone five home games and possibly a playoff is quite a lot of money from the clan's point of view. Uh, and then having had no no action recently, you can only assume that budgets must be lower by quite a quite a significant amount. So oh, yeah, I don't I don't doubt that they that they will be. But my my point is that it's not difficult for us to understand this league compared to other hockey leagues so I, I, I just I can't for life me think why it would be difficult for someone who is a hockey coach to understand that's that's basically that's basically my point I think you know it talked about other factors as well like in uh, guys with a bit of character uh, that show leadership and spark Um have to have experience of recruiting, which I just kind of thought was quite funny because that's basically any coach. Um, yeah, apart, so, apart from like your absolute top uh, North American or European coaches who probably work with uh, like I suppose, yeah, like they, general they don't, they, Yeah, they, they don't do maybe the recruitment. I kind of get what he means there, but I think most that would be at our level must have done some sort of level of that. Uh, and you, you can... Yeah, I get that recruitment's probably hard, but guys will know... Play, they'll be able to recruit if they've not recruited before, but there's there's a chat about how recruitment's so important in this league, but in any league, having the right players is is the most important thing. 
you yeah. know, if, if we had in, in the John Tripp season, uh, I think he obviously came in late and probably the recruitment was was affected. But if John Tripp had a, a team that was better, I've got no doubt that he could have done probably quite well, even if his, his coaching was possibly questionable. Uh, it's definitely... You're saying bring it, bringing him back? Bring him back now. <laughs> Get him in early. Give him another shot. Uh, <laughs> but like, you know, you could then go, oh, well, if you're looking for that experience and character, why was, why did you not give Fitzgerald another season? But obviously that was down to to some of the performances. So it's hard to know who who they're going to go for and we basically will have known or seen or heard of this person then from the way he's talking I think yeah I think essentially that's that seems to be what he's what he's kind of focused on um that yeah I don't know for me that that was a wee bit sad disappointing um because you know so I talked before about having to change some things and change the way we work and it's you know kind of really nothing's nothing's changed really and I don't know if that's down to finances or whatever and he's you know I, I don't know it's a tough one because I can see I can see why he would look at, at candidates like that as well so we'll see I don't know potential candidates though have you had a thought uh, uh, well, I was just—I was actually just about to ask you that, but <laughs> if you, even if you started so doing what he, what Clan uh, did with Fitzgerald, where he was a player, possibly an assistant, uh, was he an assistant coach as well at one point? Yeah, I think. No, so. I don't. I don't yeah. actually know if I know we've talked about this before in the past, but is there some sort of qualification that's required to do coaching I don't think there really is if I was to guess uh, you know like is there a is there some kind of vetting thing where you you need to have badges whatever type badges that you do in football I don't think there is could be wrong yeah somebody, I don't I don't somebody know. would I'm maybe not. correct that but so you've got guys who are do this assistant coaching role which is essentially just, I think, give give their opinion to the coach and maybe help out a bit with uh, lines and stuff. That Fitzgerald obviously did, and then became coach. Now, if any of the last the last time we played, thinking of any of those players, did I see any of them who we know are still going to be at the club, being a coach? Mm. Uh, I would say no not really any of them strike me as, as that you could kind of see that with Fitzgerald a bit because he had the, the leadership thing and this famous knows the league uh, it's a bit like knows Glasgow talking about Celtic managers uh, <laughs> knows the city but, yeah yeah Knows, so, knows the knows, knows the, the ice, yeah. Uh-huh. Knows into, he knows Renfrew well, <laughs> uh, but I can't, I couldn't really see any of the current players going into a sort of role like that. So, uh, are we then going to look at guys who've coached in the past in the league? Are we going to go to one of the other teams mm-hmm. and? approach possibly one of their players or coaches I, I can't really see that either because yeah who, who are your options there like the the top teams aren't gonna uh, the guys yeah, like, aren't really not, gonna they're, they're not gonna, gonna come to uh-huh. to clan I don't think and then on a reduced budget yeah on a reduced severely reduced budget we think um yeah. so possibly a a, a a more senior player from another team 
Uh, but I think one thing I, I've got noted is whatever we do, we can't have, we cannot have a player coach. Uh, I'm not having that in any way. Right. Um, I just don't think it works. I think it's too much now for a, a coach to be a player coach. Uh, I think they've got to be just behind the bench. Um, yeah, I can. I, I just don't think you can get the success doing it. Maybe, maybe short term, but not a full season. It's it's too much to play and and coach. Like you look at, for example, Derek Walser who played at Belfast. He was just a an excellent player. Uh, yeah, but just trying to balance that with with the coach. I think eventually he moved to just a a role where he didn't play himself that much. Uh, Pasha mm-hmm. at Manchester, they did did all right, but again, uh, he struggled at times. And then did he do? I think he he possibly played at Dundee maybe a, a bit. Um, I think so. But now, yeah. but now he's just completely, um, you know, into a sort of coach and and business role. So. Mm-hmm. Somebody like that, but he's he's been given time, which you can get. A bit. It's not as if we're a, a top top team, but a, a slightly smaller budget club like that, you can sort of afford to give a bit of time. Whereas you look yeah. at Trip coming in to try and completely go a different direction, didn't work, was terrible, and got rid of him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that. So I don't know. I don't. Th- I think I'd basically went round the houses and gave no answer there, because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who's a uh, who's a candidate. Have you have you thought what about like a a coach that has coached here before but doesn't anymore? I'm trying to think of some names, but did you have any any thoughts on it? Um, just kind of going back to your point about players from last season. No. I'm not suggesting for a second that he would be even interested, but Matt Becker had a lot of time on the bench uh, through injury last season. So, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that would be even a thing or whether it would even be good. Do you know what I mean? I just It's just a name. But apart from that... Yeah, I suppose, yeah. Yeah, he's, mayb- he's maybe the one... That you think, but you re- there's no nobody really knows how involved these guys are in coaching. And no, if, exactly. If even if they even do any or are interested in it, um, exactly. And I mean, it did. It obviously didn't work well. He was on the bench anyway, so um, that probably rules him out. Uh, uh, what about, what about if we we tempt a a past legend like a. Matt Keith to come back and coach, <laughs> or uh... I genuinely, do you know what I think? I think Matt Keith would be would be an excellent head coach, but I know you can just see that, can't you? You can just see it fit. He's just got the right, yeah. I don't know what it is, just the right. I don't know, aura. Yeah. Um. Exactly. But yeah. What about um? Here's here's one for you. Guy Yeah, I mean, experience, he, experience at Nottingham. But, again, for how, me, how he doesn't... We... Yeah, sorry. No, I was just, just going to say, like, I don't... <clears throat> that That is just a name that I've come up with. He's got experience with Nottingham, but I'm not sure if he... One would come into... Would be a good head coach. Yeah, because he's he's obviously been given a chance to to take up that role at Nottingham, and and that was obviously something he, he wanted to do. So would they then come back to come to a coaching role? Depends, I guess, on his what he wants to do. I'm just thinking of other other coaches that were in the league or um, past players. Uh, <sighs> Uh, a le- a very left field suggestion that would not go down well probably with anybody 
but you can see him as a coach would be Rick Jackman. I wouldn't hate that. I think he's um, is he not in some kind of North American coaching? Is he? Yeah. Or... Yeah, because there's there's I suppose a lot of these guys who have gone into coaching at North American sort of lower levels with mm-hmm. the intention of possibly working their way up. He's, I suppose, an ex-player that you could see as a coach, but I just don't think that would go down well. But then it goes down as well as the guy gets on. Like if you if you're getting success, then people well, don't I mean, what, people don't really. What better do success than a, a former Stanley Cup champion? Oh, well, exactly. Um, but uh, well, I, I'm having a look at his uh, elite prospects page. So well, he was at Quinn, apparently assistant head coach. I don't remember that. Um. And then after then, you went to Bradford Rattlers. <laughs> Great name. Uh, and he was head coach there in the GMHL, which is uh, some kind of Canadian league. And he was he was head coach there for two seasons, up until 2019, and then has done nothing since then, so... You've you've also got um, Corey Nielsen. Is he still coaching in Germany? That's a fair point. Spent years at Nottingham. Possibly left his job in Germany. I'm not sure. Uh, There's been the the Paul Thompson rumours as well and stuff about Paul Eddy, but uh, he's probably enjoying free sports too much. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, it's, I think from former players, maybe Keith and Jackman are two that you could you could put in the ring. Um, so well, I, I don't that, know. That, that's us putting them in the ring. Matt Keith's in the fire department. <laughs> yeah, isn't I, know. It, so. I know, but you never know. Maybe, maybe the emotional attachment would bring a guy like that back. Uh, Who knows? Yeah, I think, nope. Corey, I think Corey Nielsen is free now. Right. Don't know necessarily if I'd want him either, though. Just given his, uh, his track record towards the end at Nottingham wasn't great. Like The guys that he was signing. I know. A bit questionable know, but... for me. but so I can see that maybe being something that we would look at, though, or Gareth Chalmers would look at. Yeah, I would, I'd be very interested to see his shortlist if he has one yet of five or so names because I think we would recognise most of them um, his shortlist is just players from last season yeah well even like a guy like Scott Tansky you can imagine him being quite a quite a coach like figure um, but I'd have much we'd have much preferred I think him back as a as a player mm-hmm. uh, and I just don't I, d- I just don't see it being a player from the past season or two I think it'll be someone a bit a bit older uh, but just in some way associated with the league yeah um, I know T- uh, Tansky would be would be excellent I was just thinking there I wonder if um, if we could tempt Rasmus Bierum back, would he know anyone? Any good Danish coaches? As long as they knew the league. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be then the opportunity for Rasmus to try and explain the league because I know it's it's very difficult to understand for a lot of people, apparently. So I know that's that's what they say, but I think it takes about one minute. Uh... <laughs> One minute once you really get into it. But yeah, it's it's interesting. I hope that they that they don't keep it really sort of secretive and they do continue to put out stuff about um narrowing candidates down and having interviews and stuff because would I don't want another interview with Gareth in a few months saying, Yeah, we're still 
still looking. At that point, it sounds like they're struggling, whereas I think he always implies that CVs are flying. <laughs> flying in with with hundreds of candidates. And indeed, they've actually, um, got, um, they've actually got their own uh, postman. who's just... Uh, his job is just to deliver mail for Glasgow Clan because they're inundated with that much. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what he implies anyway. Whether whether that's the case, it might just be guys um, sending stuff that they've done a, a career mode on NHL nineteen <laughs> or whatever it is, and uh, it. <laughs> well, I think we, I think if they were going for a, a duel, then. We've got to be, we've got to be considered. We know, we know the league. <laughs> we do know the league. We know how it works. <laughs> uh, yeah. Good, good experience of games. Watched a lot of games. Um, yeah. Just talking about NHL there. The he did mention. Did you notice that they were exploring a an esports team? Did you hear no, that? No, I must. <laughs> I, the, I think that they were talking about things that had come out of um, the sort of uh, YouTube stuff and shut off the back and the activities where there's not been any any play. And he said, for example, that they're looking at, whether he said looking at or will have an esports team. I don't know what capacity that was, but... Uh, that sounds... It would be, <laughs> it would be interesting to see see what comes of that. But I don't think he would have mentioned mentioned it at all if it if it didn't have some kind of legs to it. So, uh, we'll, yeah, true. I'll see see what see what comes of that. Um, but yeah, I, I hope that they just obviously get somebody good in, and we'll talk about it the, the more the news progresses. But I hope we're kept in touch with what's happening and it's not just some crap announcement because we've not found somebody suitable and they've had to go last minute because you've got to give them a chance to to do this famed recruitment yeah exactly and I think I don't know like to an extent I'm probably being a bit harsh on Gareth Chalmers but um, uh, yeah I mean we'll see really how it goes the next couple of months but if we get somebody in fairly early on they can have the rest of the summer to look at recruitment and hopefully build a decent enough team to be able to compete then I can't really argue too much with that No, and if if the league is, if there's more um, parity across the, the, the league then you never know. We might be in for a some kind of success, but uh, I, I still think I still think it's a tough ask, and I still think it to to quote his phrase being just around the corner uh, is is still is still too ambitious. But that's just it's, my opinion. The other thing is Brexit as well, and how how that affects trying to sign players from Europe. Yes, which exactly. I guess I, I I mean I don't know I'm guessing it'll be something similar to recruiting from North America, but again it's all down to like time scales and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just like another. It's just another hurdle that is unnecessary, but definitely something that they have to think about. Yeah, I I very much agree. So interesting times. Um, do you wish to take the opportunity to speak about any other sports? <laughs> we can touch on it if you want. I don't really have anything major to say. I don't have any paragraphs written out, which you'd be glad to know. So, no, that's that's fine. I think we can um, we can come back to it uh, in our next our next episode. Um, but. I think the the hockey stuff certainly is is exciting and is worth talking about. So um, we we've got through quite a lot and some interesting discussions. We've just got to I don't know how many times we've we've said we'll see what happens, but 
uh, playing you know, by you. We'll play by you. Let's get let's get a coach in and and get get a clan team again because I've you almost forget what it's like to go to games and um, the anticipation for signings and all that stuff. It's it's part of the it's the sound of the summer. <laughs> that stuff. Well, exactly. It's the excitement. Now, so now Daft, some. Daft Punk's retired, then. Then you know you need something else to be sound of the summer. No, you're right though, and it's definitely it's definitely something that that I've missed, and I know a lot of other people have as well um, over the last year. So hopefully, yeah, need needs a bit of good news, get the buzz going, have a good summer, and then when September rolls round, we'll be back in the rink, slagging the refs. Yeah, should talk about slagging the refs. That interview a few a couple of months ago with Hallis was. Uh, <laughs> did he watch it? Can was uh, it, it didn't it, it didn't reveal anything really for me. I I know it was an official club channel thing, but there was there was nothing kind of nothing brought up about the hundred and fifty dodgy decisions he's made. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, not even in a, in a sort of jokey sense, but I thought I thought there would have been would have been more from that. But as you say, to be able to even get back slagging slagging the refs and watching games will be be brilliant. So here's hoping that we get something from the this wee series coming up, and then and then back to in August September time. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, obviously, thanks for anybody who listens is is lovely. Uh, some pe- we know some people do. You can see the stats. It's all about stats. Um, but if anybody's got any thoughts about anything and coaches and the stuff we've talked about, then do get in touch, and we'll hopefully be back with more frequent hockey stuff. Uh, and while we don't have that, then more frequent nonsense in the meantime, really. Yeah, that's it. Uh, it's definitely, I mean, it's been good to actually talk hockey for what, an hour or something, which is, yeah, um, yeah a nice a nice change and hopefully uh, a sign of the way forward and for more, more good positive hockey news to come. Yeah. So we will catch everyone next time and stay safe and enjoy the action hopefully and uh, let's let's go and get some some buzz back. So cheers for turning up everyone and catch you next time. When a storm. <laughs>